What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Great interview by President Trump last night. It was like uh, Empire Strikes Back, except Trump. Trump Strikes Back. What was that? Episode, what was that? Episode five? Five, right? Yeah, kind of weird how they always screwed that up. Maybe they should have done them in order. It would have been a little less confusing. Folks, my savvy listeners protect their online activity with a VPN. Get one yourself. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Um, I've got the parallel tasks running today. What do I mean? Got a question at a speech the other day. Hey, listen, what are we going to do about 2022? And, uh, you know, we can't do anything until we fix 2020. Uh, that's wrong. Folks, we can and must do both, as President Trump himself acknowledged last night. And last night in the interview, we can and must do both. Get answers on what happened with the shadiness in 2020, but we have to also fight 2022. What are we going to concede the race to Democrats in 2022 and expect them to clean up the mess? It's not going to work that way. So good interview by him last night. Also, a really shocking story last night. I got sent by a, uh, was sent to me, excuse me, by a Trump official about uh, more potential shenanigans in Georgia with their ballot counts. It. Really, the situation is just getting very ugly right now. Hey, listen, with riots in the streets and jails overflowing, releasing dangerous thugs onto the street every day in your neighborhood, your safety's never been more in danger than it is now. The world's changing. Your mindset has to change, too. Years ago, I wouldn't have given a second thought to civilian body armor. Those days are long gone. Welcome to the show. Spartan Armor Systems are the most trusted name and concealable body armor for law enforcement and private citizens. It's the only one I trust to recommend to you. I'm happy to welcome on as a sponsor. They sent me one of their... Shirts, you can insert ballistic panels, and you can see it right there. Incredible, incredible product. Can't say enough about it. They use an independent National Institute of Justice certified laboratory to scientifically verify the ballistic performance of their high-quality armor. It's 100% made in America. So whether you're looking for concealable armor to keep you safe on the streets or rifle-related body armor for emergencies, they sent me a couple of plates. They're fantastic. Spartan Armor Systems has the best products and customer service bar none. Go to Spartan armorsystems.com today get the highest quality american-made body armor today don't wait your safety counts right now save 10 percent plus free shipping with the code dan that's spartanarmorsystems.com spartanarmorsystems.com offer code dan don't wait another day go today all right joe let's go here we go there you go parallel tasks folks parallel tasks President Trump himself, in an interview with Hannity, which was very good and wide-ranging, I have three clips from it, the three takeaways I think are most important. Uh, this one is critical. I was given a speech, I've referenced it a couple of times this week, 
in a uh, in the great Club 45 down in West Palm Beach, West Palm Beach area. And I got the question, and a woman understandably upset about what happened in 2020. I get it. I get it. But as I said to the woman, and I'll say to you, I am not going to lie to you ever. There are too many people out there in the grifter space that will say anything to you to get a listen on their podcast or anything else. Luckily, I've saved all my money. I don't need to do that. All I have to do is tell you the truth. And if you like it, you'll stay. And if you don't, you won't. But that's okay. It's okay for me. Yes, yes, we must, not may, we must figure out what happened in 2020 and what went wrong. I have that. There's more evidence of some potential shenanigans in Georgia. But we cannot in the process say, well, until we get to what happened in 2020, I'm not doing anything about 2022 and 2024. No, no one believes that'll work. You were going to forfeit the elections to what? Nancy Pelosi's crew and hoping they help us clean it up? I mean, it's over then. What's the point? What's the point? I'm serious. I know that makes some people angry. I'm not here to, I'm sorry, I'm not here to please. I'm here to tell the truth. We have to work parallel tracks at the same time. The Democrats do it all the time. And clearly it's been working for them as they win the culture war. We have to do it too. These parallel tasks are there. Folks, President Trump obviously feels the same way. Sean Hannity asked him last night about 2022. If he believed, President Trump himself, that we forget it. We're not doing anything, anything else ever again because of what happened in 2020. where We should do nothing else. Then why would he give an answer to the question when Sean asked him about 22 and answer the question like this? Check this out. What do you anticipate your involvement for 2022 will be? You started endorsing some people. You're going to be out on the road. And what are your thoughts of 2024? Will you be making a comeback? So I'm very honored to say that my endorsement means more than any endorsement that has ever been given by anybody. I mean, you know, we're winning. We just won Republican Party chairman of uh, North Carolina and of Georgia and of other places. We just won uh, two races in Texas. We won a great race in Louisiana. This is just intermediate to what's happening. Uh, I'll be working and getting a lot of great people elected. And, uh, you know, again, they go up 20, 30, 40 points sometimes. People, the fake news doesn't like talking about it. But the the numbers are really incredible. So I'm working on 22, getting a lot of good senators and a lot of good Congress people elected. And then uh, we'll be making a decision on 2024. But if you look at the numbers, uh, people are liking me more now than ever before. Two things to take away from that. Number one, what he said about his endorsement is not hyperbolic. His endorsement is a game changer, not in every race, but in a whole lot of them. I I would strongly, vigorously agree with him that there's never been an endorsement in modern Republican Party history that has meant more than the endorsement of President Trump. So again, I ask you this, and and, and this, listen, this is is direct. It's not meant to be, I'm not here to lecture anyone. I'm not here to be, uh, I'm not here to bother you or irritate you. I know this bothers some people because I understand, I get it. I am with you. They are really, really pissed off about 2020. I get it. I am with, listen to me. Look, I am with you. But I'm not going to lie to you and say the best strategic path forward is to just forget everything and never do anything in 2022. Nobody believes that. Trump doesn't believe in himself. 
He makes two points on his endorsement, number one, which he's correct about. And his second point, these primaries do matter. And he clearly believes 2022 matters because he's going to be endorsing candidates. Ladies and gentlemen, how great would it be if in 2022 we have a route in the House of Representatives? We take back the Senate, which is now split 50-50. We do it with MAGA-endorsed candidates who subscribe to the Make America Great Again conservative agenda. We get them in the primaries, through the primary process. They then win. We take back the Senate, take back the House, and we have a glide path to 2024. I... Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. Is that what I hope happens? Absolutely. If President Trump thought 2022 was a waste of time, why would he be talking about it? He's clearly not stupid. He managed to win the presidency the first time he ran for office. I'll get to 2020 shenanigans too, because again, I can't say this enough. We should never forfeit what happened there until we get absolute answers. But parallel tracks, we have got to work those parallel tracks. I can't emphasize this enough. All right, I got a lot of material to get to. Let me get to, um, here's uh, sound clip number one, video clip number, uh, excuse me, uh, clip number two from the Hannity show last night. <laughs> here's President Trump on, hey, listen, the Democrats basically BS'd you getting through this presidential election. Oh, we're all moderates, no big deal. Look at that, we're not radicals. President Trump's saying it's total BS. Like, they're running to the left of Bernie Sanders right now. <laughs> Check this out. Uh, they lied. They, you know, they didn't talk this. They never said this is a Bernie Sanders dream. What's happening right now? He can't believe it because this is far worse than Bernie was ever going to be. Bernie Sanders would have never even thought to suggest some of the things that are happening right he's, now. He's not kidding. He's not making it up. This morning's opinion section of the Wall Street Journal. The Democrats now are going all in for a wealth tax, folks. Wealth tax. Here, Wall Street Journal, Phil Graham and Mike Salon, they do great work over there. ProPublica's plan for a poorer America. A federal wealth tax would only make it harder for people with big dreams to make them a reality. Do you know what? There are liberals listening. I'm sorry. I don't mean to to talk down to the conservatives. You're all very smart. But some of the liberals listening don't understand what a wealth tax is. They think it's some kind of graduated progressive income tax. It is not. A wealth tax is a tax on your assets. Now, I know liberals are saying, oh, my gosh, that's a great idea. You have assets. You should pay taxes on them. Really? Um, what about your house, Libs? Do you, you pay a tax on that? Oh, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, I, I was, I'm sorry. I, I, I know when it hits you in the cojones, now all of a sudden you're like, no, no, I just thought that meant rich people. They want a wealth tax. So, Libs, for those Libs in New York, you bought your house in New York for, say, 600 grand. You know, New York house, that's probably pretty cheap, New York City area. You bought your house for 600 grand. Say five or six years ago, your house is appreciated to say seven fifty eight hundred. Uh, you want to pay a tax on that capital gain? That's a capital gain, is it not? But I already paid taxes on my income when I bought the house. Liberals don't care. You didn't know that. Liberals don't care about any of that. They're into double, triple, and quadruple taxation. You want to pay taxes, but I haven't sold my house. Why should I pay taxes on it? That's what a wealth tax is, folks. How does that sound to you? Now, if you're a liberal, you probably don't know much. You're probably saying to yourself right now, no, 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 Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and AOC and their wealth tax and all, they're only talking about that for rich people. (laughs) Right, yeah, sure. Sure, that's a good one. That's really funny. From the Wall Street Journal, please. You realize every tax that hits middle-class people in the wallet was initially described as a tax for the rich people. You get that, right? 
Quote, Wall Street Journal from the Phil Graham piece. Proponents of a federal property tax on wealth, which is what I just described basically, offer guarantees and protections they will only tax the super rich like Warren Buffett, promising not to touch your retirement plan, home, farm, or business. Oh, they're not going to touch your stuff. But the federal income tax started out as only taxing the super rich like Rockefeller. The same politicians who promised to protect you from the federal wealth tax also voted to impose income taxes on wealthy Social Security retirees with an annual income above $25,000. And these are the same politicians who are proposing to tax your business and farms at 43.4% when you die before they take another 40% in death taxes. Spare me the BS, please. Again, President Trump is not stupid. In those two video audio clips we just played, he understands the importance of 2022, number one, and he understands the devastation of Joe Biden, AOC, Bernie Sanders, like wealth taxes that will slam the middle class right in the gut. Can you imagine paying taxes on a home you haven't even sold that you still live in because it appreciated in value? That's what taxes on assets are. Did you not know that? If you're a Democrat listening, were you unaware of that? You want to pay taxes on stocks you haven't even sold yet? You bought whatever, Microsoft or Tesla, 10 years ago. The stock's appreciated. You haven't even sold it, but you got to pay taxes on it. Well, what if it crashes? Oh, they haven't figured that part out yet. They're just worried about taxing you on appreciation, tax uh, capital appreciation. You haven't even cashed out yet. Whether it crashes is on you. Here was the third takeaway from an excellent appearance on Sean Hannity's uh, show last night. I have, I have to be honest with you, I fell asleep last night. I did the 7 o'clock show on Fox. I was so tired. I don't know if it showed in my show. The video numbers were a little down. Yesterday, something just happened. I was I, I was so exhausted. Uh, I sound like a snowflake now. But I was so tired. Um, I did the 7 p.m. show on Fox with Kilmeade, and I went right to sleep. I watched the whole interview with Hannity um, this morning on, my, on, our, on our clip show right here. So I pulled out what I thought were the best gems. Here's gem number three, President Trump fighting back against Wuhan conspiracy theories, a conspiracy theory that, oh, it came from a zoonotic animal origin. No, no, that's effectively a conspiracy theory now because there is zero evidence this thing came from an animal, and President Trump is pretty ticked off about it. Here was him with Sean Hannity last night on the Lab League Theory. Check this out. That horrible thing that came at us from China and came at us from the Wuhan, the Wuhan lab, uh, it changed my whole line of thinking. And, and you just, I, I really hope and I believe it was an accident. It was incompetence. I guess some people don't necessarily agree with that. They think maybe there was purpose to it, which would be uh, absolutely terrible. But we have to find out more about it. Why did it happen? How did it happen? How could anybody be so incompetent? And that is not a group of incompetent people. So, well, yes, Mr. President, can I add one that. thing but here? I, I believe it. I believe it was a terrible accident, but I believe it came from the lab. That's because the evidence is piling up that it did come from a lab, despite the lies and the liars out there. Folks, there are people who are not telling you the truth. And I can only imagine behind the scenes how aggravated President Trump must be at Dr. Fauci right now for not only manipulating the public into believing this had an animal origin when there's no evidence indicating that at all. No animal has been found. The coronavirus that we have, COVID-19, we have it sequenced. We haven't found it in wet markets. There is no, folks, 
There, you understand there is no evidence, not a little, no evidence this came from an animal. And the leading public figure, you know, covers on Vanity Fair, whatever, posing behind the pool, Dr. Fauci here, who again is a public figure. He's not your dentist. He's not your, you know, ophthalmologist. He's a public figure. Oh, poor me, Fauci, all the time. How dare people criticize me? Because you, you said things that were factually not correct. And then not only does Fauci say things that aren't true, he speaks untruths about the untruths that were untrue. You doubt me? Check out this video of Fauci just the other day insisting that he had an open mind on the lab leak theory the entire... Imagine what happens when Trump hears this, who has known the entire time this was likely a lab leak. Imagine Trump when he hears stuff like this. Here's Fauci insisting he was open to it the whole time, the lab leak theory. Check out this BS. People forget that. But if you go back then, even though you lean towards feeling that this is more likely a natural occurrence, we always felt that you've got to keep an open mind. All of us. We didn't get up and start announcing it, but we've always said keep an open mind and continue to look. So I think it's a bit of a distortion to say that we deliberately suppress that. You know what's amazing on this show? Um, I am not a medical doctor. I'm a BA, MA, MBA. They have all these fancy numbers. I hate that. But people tell you their edu- educational credentials, it usually means they're a moron. But just for the sake of this, I had to throw that. I'm not a medical doctor. I had a business degree and a psychology degree in, uh, in graduate school, right? But I, I have the reading comprehension level of an adult. I'm reasonably confident. My IQ is pretty good. It's okay. Not Einstein, Stephen Hawking levels of genius, but I have decent reading comprehension. So there's Fauci saying, oh, you know, I always had an open mind about the lab leak theory. Let's go to the headlines, ladies and gentlemen, in no specific order. Uh, Guy asked me this morning, he said, Dan, um, I'm going to put these Fauci headlines up. Do you have any order? I go, no, they all say the same thing. You put, Dealer's choice. You put them up however you, doesn't even matter because they all say the same thing. Headline number one, Business Insider. This is from April 2020. Fauci throws cold water on conspiracy theory that coronavirus was created in a Chinese lab. (laughs) Does that sound like, anyone, Joe, Justin, does that sound like an open mind? Anyone? Mm. No? Getting a big, no, 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 all three. Joe's telling me, no, all of it, no, nobody, okay, no, headline number two. Don't even know what order, Crystal, Crystal is a CNN, hilarious. Fauci just crushed Donald Trump's theory on the origins of coronavirus. Open mind. It's all about an open mind. Here's the throw. Who's it from? The Independent. Doesn't even matter. We can do these all day. Independent. Coronavirus. Colon. Dr. Fauci dismisses Trump's suggestions. Pandemic was created in a Chinese lab. Chris Riotta. May of 2020. But don't worry, folks. Fauci had an open mind the entire time. Such an open mind that when he stood next to President Trump, he told people at a press conference in April of 2020, he said to them, listen, Everyone needs to have an open mind about the lab leak theory. There's this paper coming out. It's possible. The evidence is actually likely it was lab lab leak. He said that? Uh, No, not really. In April 2020, he said the exact opposite. Check this out. A group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. 
It is. It's consistent, the evidence, with a jump from animal to human. What evidence exactly? Because there was none then. There is none now. I'm going to tie this up for you in a minute. How, think about I want you to just keep this in mind. We'll take a quick break here for one of our sponsors, but I want you to keep this in mind during this, uh, during this break. How annoyed do you think President Trump is right now? Knowing the shenanigans of 2020, I'm going to get to in a second. Understanding that Joe Biden lied to America. I'm a moderate and is running to the left of Stalin. And knowing Fauci was not telling the truth the entire time and he was right, yet the guy was deified by the media. How annoyed do you think he is right now? Hey, little things we do all add up to the legacy we leave behind. Boland Branch was started by a husband and wife team that wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. You'll feel the difference in their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets. There's only one downside to these sheets. Dan, you're not supposed to talk about downsides. No, I mean it. These sheets are so comfortable, we have them on our bed, that you're never going to want to sleep on other sheets again. You go to a hotel, you're going to be like, you will notice for the first time ever, you'll be like, gosh, Sheets really do make a difference. I'm not kidding. I tell Paula, can we throw the sheets in the bag too? Boland Branch is dedicated to quality at every step. Boland Branch manufacturing partners are family-owned businesses. They share the same values and standards. The sheets are designed and manufactured for maximum comfort and durability. They get better as you wash them, by the way. It's like a fine wine when they age. There's no cutting corners. There are no middlemen between you and Boland Branch. You get luxury quality for the fairest price. They stand behind their products and, uh, and they honor a 30-night worry-free guarantee if you're unsatisfied. You'll be satisfied. They're easy to put on too. They are super comfortable. When you sleep on them, you'll never sleep on anything else again. They're so soft to experience an entirely new standard of comfort. You're in your bed eight hours a night. Go get yourself some good sheets. Go to Bowl, B-O-L-L, bowlandbranch.com slash Bongino. We love promo codes. Use promo code Bongino to get 15% off your first set of sheets. That's bowlandbranch.com slash Bongino. Bowlandbranch.com slash Bongino. Use promo code Bongino for 15% off your first set of sheets. Thank you, Bowl and Branch. So again, how annoyed do you think? I love these interviews by Trump because he never does focus group testing talking points. Whatever Trump says, he believes. He's not sitting there reading from a cue card. Trust me, I know the president quite well. He's not remotely interested in what a focus group has to say. But just one last tie-up with regard to Fauci. Again, he's annoyed at 2020, annoyed at Biden lying that he was a moderate, but he's probably super annoyed at Fauci because I think it's pretty clear right now that the scientific community abdicated their fidelity to science, threw it out the window, flushed it down the toilet bowl, and were advocating a conspiracy theory, which it is right now, that the coronavirus came from an animal. It's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory. There's no evidence of it at all. But Trump's got to be annoyed at the scientific community, too, because they're now admitting that the only reason they advanced the natural origins animal coronavirus theory was because it would probably make Trump look good if they acknowledged he was right about the lab leak. You doubt me? Look at this article in my newsletter today. Bongito.com slash newsletter if you'd like to access the newsletter. Ryan Savidra. Scientists backing the probe into the Wuhan lab says, we waited because we didn't, quote, want to be associated with Trump. Think about that. I mean, put in perspective the destructive nature of what this scientist just said. That because Trump suggested it was from a lab and was attacking China, 
that you threw your allegiance to science out the window, your credibility and your dignity, and lied just because you didn't like the source of the information. I mean, imagine for a moment, say a man, I mean, every, sometimes analogies and stories help because liberals really do have a tough time processing information. Just imagine for a moment, some criminal, right? A noted burglar in the neighborhood, a real degenerate, right? Say he goes to prison, studies up and comes out and is uh, becomes some noted epidemiologist. It happens. I mean, I saw this story once on a, was it a 60 minute show about this, you know, really uh, this expert lawyer who was a prisoner at one time and he learned in prison all the law. It was fascinating. And he comes out and he figures out that there's a discovery uh, for, you know, a cure for cancer or HIV or whatever. And scientists who don't like this guy in his past criminal history, whatever it may be, I'm using a profound example to make the point, say, you know what, we're going to ignore this and pretend it didn't happen and let people die because we don't like the source of the information. Oh, come on, Dan, that didn't happen. How did it not happen? The scientist in the Daily Wire piece is admitting it, that there was no evidence of animal origin, that they denied the lab leak story, although evidence was everywhere because they didn't like Trump. They're saying the quiet part, folks, out loud right now. Disturbing, no? Am I missing something? Finally, on the parallel tasks. Clearly, Trump is committed to 2022 while still committed, and we should be too to discovering a full audit of what happened in 2020. Because you are right, it will be very difficult to win in elections in the future if we allow malfeasance and misfeasance to continue, both. I woke up this morning, a friend of mine who was formerly from the Trump team texted me very early and said, you need to look at this. And as I read through it, I thought, I thought like emoji woe guy. You know when you type woe, the emoji guy like this? You ever see that guy? Emoji guy, eyes open. This is a serious piece. Again, be in my newsletter. Please read it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. By the way, breaking news, Supreme Court rules 7 to 2 to uphold Obamacare, of course. I mean, Supreme Court's what a joke. 7 to 2. Let me guess. The two were uh, Thomas and Alito. I'm just seeing this out. But, you know, the only ones who actually respect the Constitution. Can one of you guys look that up, who the two were? I guarantee you it was Alito. And, uh, and Thomas. Uh, unbelievable. Do we, is this, really? Is it, uh, the Supreme Court, is, it's a total joke. A total joke. I'd love to see who the two are. Uphold Obamacare. Totally unconstitutional, the way it's been written. All right, getting back to this Georgia story. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be distracted, but it's always a large volume of breaking news, like drinking from a fire hose these days. Read this piece. Headline, Georgia audit documents expose significant election failures in Georgia's largest county. Records suggest that more than 100 batches of absentee ballots in Fulton County could be missing. Some experts see election tabulation malpractice as state officials seek to remove county's top election supervisors. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you right now, if, uh, if uh, Donald Trump had won Georgia, and won the presidency, this story would be front page news. But because they want to make every story about the 2020 election shenanigans, a conspiracy theory, this will get sidelined and you will see it nowhere but on conservative media. Guaranteed. You want to see the problems this election audit in Georgia exposed? Here, from the John Solomon piece. As we said before, more than 100 batches of absentee ballots containing approximately 100 ballots or more were assigned tracking numbers before being sent to one of five vote counting machines in Fulton County. 
but are not subsequently recorded in the handwritten logs showing which batches were scanned and counted, raising concerns the ballots may be missing. Um, really? Really? Like in any sane world outside of like third world decaying communist societies, we'd be like, really? That's the kind of thing I'd like an answer on, right? And as I always do, if an answer materializes and it's an honest mistake, we will put it out because we do facts. We did it on the Arizona audit. We discussed that. Some of the stuff is still unanswered. Some questions they believe we put out both sides and you can make your own decisions. Here's another thing they found. More than two dozen batches of absentee ballots were identified as having been double scanned on the tally sheet. Uh, uh, I'm j- just checking with the show crew here. We're only supposed to count a ballot once, right? Okay, Justin's good. Yeah. Thank Thumbs up, Joe. Yeah. yeah okay, time. good. Just, yeah. we're all, thank you. One time, right. Uh, listen, I mean, I would love to have the ability, you know, in an election to have my vote counted 72,000 times. You know, it'd be great. It'd be like absolute power, maybe 100,000. But that's not the way the world works. And I realized the Constitutional Republic would collapse if me or anyone else had that power. But I was unaware we were doing the old double scan of Ruski. Now, again, if there's an answer, maybe those double scans were negated out later, were discovered, we'll put it out on the show. But I'd like an answer on that, along with the missing batches absentee ballots i would i'd like i just would like an answer on that considering that georgia was decided by 12,000 votes here's another one five sequential batches of absentee votes each appeared with the exact same vote count <laughs> five sequential batches it's not a, it's tragic it's, I can't, I can't, because no one on the liberal side seems to care. So five sequential batches of absentee votes each appeared with the exact same vote count of 392 for Biden, 96 for President Trump, and three for Joe Jorgensen. A count that state officials admitted was a statistical impossibility. What are the chances of five batches of absent, five tranches of absentee votes all coming in with the exact same vote count, Joe Biden winning? by around 200, 300 votes. What do you think the chances are? I would say the chances. I took a number of statistics courses. I love statistics. You know, you have all these uh, statistical probabilities and distributions, and you can measure distributions in the way. I would say the likelihood of that is absolutely zero. We ever going to get an answer on that? So whereas I emphasized in the beginning, talking about President Trump, how important it is for 2022 and 2024. I'm going to emphasize now in no uncertain terms whatsoever that we damn well better get answers on 2022. I say this because, again, I was at this meeting, folks, and there's a lot of people out there. It was more than one question where people seemed to imply in their question that they were ready to give up until we get to the 2020 answers. That's not me. I'm not willing to do that. I'm sorry but I'm not willing to forfeit 2020 and getting the results, getting answers and getting an audit trail going either at all. I will give you uh, down later in there what, what experts are saying on it from the just the news piece, private experts and state election officials differ on whether the evidence shows a pattern of potential fraud 
or simply gross incompetence in the county that encompasses Atlanta. Folks, either one of those things is uncomfortable, correct? If it's fraud, it's obviously uncomfortable because a state could have been decided by fraud. But if it's incompetence, then someone needs to go. Stat. Parallel tasks. Yes on 2020. Yes on 2022. Both. We have to multitask. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. I want to get to the low light of Biden's ridiculous press conference yesterday. He's too afraid to go up on stage with Putin, uh, which I find quite bizarre. Hey, my what's Alito and Gorsuch? Really? Wow, interesting, huh? Alito and Gorsuch. I wonder why Thomas. I'm going to have to. Well, well, listen. We'll get the information. We'll have to talk about it on the radio show later today. So that's interesting. I was almost positive it was going to be Alito and Thomas. We'll discuss it on the radio show. Hey, Jim, get me an article on that. I know Jim listens live from the radio show. Here's my original sponsor, folks. They're back. We love them. They're not back. They never went anywhere. I take it every day. Never went anywhere in my life. What is it? Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. Stuff is delicious. Listen, stress can screw up your body. People are stressed out for a lot of reasons, especially the state of the country right now. Field of Greens is not like these other superfoods. Why? Look at the back. It tells you why right there. You see that label? It says nutrition facts. You're like, oh, Dan, every label says nutrition facts. No, it doesn't. Supplements say supplement facts. Well, why does that say nutrition facts? Because this is not a supplement. This is real, whole, ground-up fruits and vegetables. Look at it right there. This is mine. This is actually, I'm running out of them, so Miles got to send me some. Look at that. Oh, smells delicious. Tastes good, too. What is it? It's real USDA organic fruits and vegetables packed with antioxidants, can support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion, plus pre and probiotic. It's great for everyone in your family. Paula takes it twice a day. She swears by it. I take it twice a day. Sometimes I put in a little green tea. Love it. Making Field of Greens part of your daily routine is super simple. Just throw a scoop in and water, whatever beverage you want. Your protein shakes, you're done. And unlike other nutritional drinks, which rely on only one vegetable, Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan today. Take care of your health and get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan at checkout. Comes in regular, wild berry, and Guy's favorite, lemon lime. Guy loves He does. I'm not kidding. I gave him some. Miles, send some more for Guy. Some lemon lime. He likes lemon. I know he listens to the show. Miles, Miles is, uh, he runs BrickHouse. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan is how you get it. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Pick up your field of greens today. Thanks, Brick. They were my original first sponsor with me from the beginning. All right. So here is the low light from Biden's press conference yesterday. Again, too embarrassed to appear on stage with uh, Putin, which I found quite bizarre. He had a great opportunity to call Putin out on his multiple lies uh, yesterday. So Biden's leaving. He's walking off the stage and he's being shouted questions. And Caitlin Collins from CNN uh, decides she's going to shout, shout a question at Biden. And Biden you know, loses it on Caitlin Collins. You know, the, the answer is almost irrelevant here. It's the reaction and the press reaction to the answer. So first, check out the clip, and you'll see what I mean on the way back. Check this out. Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? Yeah, I'm not confident changing behavior. What the hell? What do you do over there? So, when did I say I was confident? You I said, said in the next six months. I said, what I said was, let's get it straight. I said, what will change their behavior is that the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes their standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm 
just stating the fact. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks, he downplayed human rights abuses, he even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President, President Putin? Friday? You don't understand that you're in your own business. If the summit with China... Biden, get a little testy there. <laughs> Folks, the answer's irrelevant. Why is the answer irrelevant? Because nothing Biden says is actually true. Nothing. He has repeatedly kissed the caboose of China. It, it, it's irrelevant. His son, of course, was in business with the spy chief of China. Spy chief, damn, that's a bold accusation. No, it's not. It's in Hunter Biden's emails. I didn't call him the spy chief of China. Hunter did. Forget the answer. What Biden says is irrelevant. It's all nonsense anyway. But what's always telling is the media reaction. I like to call these segments uh, red news, blue news. Because when it's, a new, when it's news about conservatives, it's reported one way. Yet when it's the same news about Democrats, blue news, it's reported totally differently. Look at this tool bag, Aaron Rupar, on, uh, on social media. Here he is on Twitter. This guy is one of the monster tools of our time. I, there's, I think he's in Urban Dictionary now, to Rupar, meaning to lie about someone. Here's what happened when, uh, when Trump had it out with Caitlin Collins of CNN. Here's an actual tweet from Rupar in May of 2020. Quote, Trump throws a fit when Caitlin Collins of CNN tries to ask him a question and abruptly ends the press conference. <laughs> Here's the same guy. Same guy. Remember my Bill Clinton story? He played golf with people. Guy, guy he played golf with a guy. A guy would hit a great shot. Then he'd hit a terrible shot, and then he'd hit a great shot again, and Clinton would go to him, same guy, same guy. <laughs> Forget that. Here's Aaron Rupar, same guy, about Biden's explosion at Caitlin Collins. It would have served Biden better to not lose his temper with Caitlin Collins, but the problem with her question is that she put words in Biden's mouth that he didn't say. Biden never expressed confidence that Putin would change his behavior. You see what they do there? Same exact story. A president having a beef with Caitlin Collins, reported totally differently. Trump's temper tantrum. Blah, blah, blah. Biden would have been better off. It's, uh, if Woody would have went right to the police. It's all nonsense. It's all, all nonsense. These, these media people aren't serious. I'm not even going to waste a lot of time on it. I just like the red news, blue news segments. This, again, shows you these people have no dignity at all. Zero. It's pathetic. Here's another segment of the show I'd like to start to repeat often. I, I told you about it the other day. We got to start posting W's. What is posting W's? We got to start posting some of our wins. You know, when I go out and speak, I was glad at this speech to see tons of people show up. There are 1,500 people in a room designed to fit probably 1,000, standing room only. People are getting back in the game. They're getting off the mat. They're dusting off. We're still fixing up 2020 and looking at what happened, and we better get answers. But people are figuring it out that they got time to get off the mat. And if we keep talking, all the, you know, when, I'm, when I give a down show, I tell you, this show today is going to be a little down. Here's why. But we need to know. But when we get some W's, we have to highlight those too. We have to start posting wins. We can't have people depressed all the time. Folks, there is a mini tea party rebellion brewing. And I'm, I'm brewing and I'm posting a W on it right now. I can tell. I go to very specific accounts probably block me. She may have already been. Brandy Zadrozny uh, from NBC uh, is, a, is a disaster. I mean, just a clown of a reporter. But uh, you can pretty much see what the left is panicking about and when conservatives are making progress by people like Brandy, Stelter, Chuck Todd, 
you know, Russia, Rachel, when they start posting, if you follow them in various social media accounts and what they're saying in public in their pieces, you can get a general gist of when we should start posting W's and now's one of them. Here's a Zadrozny article in NBC. They're in total panic that they're getting annihilated on racist, critical race theory because they want to teach racism in our schools. And the fact that we're winning and waking up, trust me, has them in a total panic, meltdown mode. Look at this piece in NBC by Zadrozny. Critical race theory battle invades school boards with help from conservative groups. This is kind of a semi-Republicans pounce story. In towns nationwide, well-connected conservative activists and Fox News have ramped up the tension in fights over race and equity in schools. No, it's actually a fight over racism in schools because that's what critical race theory is. It teaches people to be racist. There's no doubt about that. I'm not, de- I'm not debating that with you. When you teach people their skin color determines who they are, you're a racist. That's it. Full stop. Shut your pie hole. Shut your soup cooler. Keep it shut. Soup cooler, shut. I'm not debating you. You are a racist. Just accept it. Accept it. Admit it. Go into a 12-step program. Racist Anonymous. My name is Tony. Whatever. I am a racist. Do what you got to do to clean up your racist behavior. You're a racist. It's not open for debate. Critical race theory and its adjunct satellite-type programs, equity, it's nothing to do with equity, teaching white kids to hate themselves, is racist, and you are a racist too, period. And parents around the country in a Tea Party-like rebellion are figuring it out, are dialing it all back, and the left is in a panic because they are racist, the left, and they want you to be a racist too. Here's how Zadrozny and her two fellow critical racism theory supporters. They must love racism, these, these three. Here's how they describe these, quote, conflicts over critical race theory. Quote, conflicts like this are playing out in cities and towns across the country amid the rise of at least 165 local and national groups that aim to disrupt lessons on race and gender, according to an NBC News analysis and media reports and organizations' promotional materials. Reinforced by conservative think tanks, law firms, and activist parents, these groups have found allies and families frustrated over COVID-19 restrictions in school and have weaponized, I use that word deliberately, have weaponized the right's opposition to critical race theory, turning it into a political rallying point. You know what I have to say to that? For those of you watching on my Rumble account, panicking. I love their panic. Racists should panic. Because yes, we are going to root your racism out of our schools. I know the left supports racism. They are hard. They're not soft bigots. They're hard bigots, the left. Hard bigots. They want you judged absolutely on the color of your skin. It makes them hardcore bigots. And we're winning. Because parents have had enough. They're voting out school boards. They're organizing against school boards. Conservative money's coming into the fight to fight against racism in the schools because we are on the side of real equality, character judging, not race judging. That's us. And it reinforces what I asked for in my Fox News show a couple weeks ago in our premiere, where I emphasize the importance, ladies and gentlemen, of acting locally. Listen, I like to tie themes together in the show. Remember in the beginning of the show, I talked about parallel tasks. We must work on 2020 and what happened while working on 2022 and the midterms. We must. We must. But ladies and gentlemen, we also must work on similar parallel tracks. 
We must work at the national level to clean up national elections and national policy. But we also have to learn to prioritize what's happening, happening locally as well. Sometimes we tend to ignore that. How do you explain the fact that more people vote in presidential elections than vote in school board elections? When the school board election is going to have a dramatically greater effect on your life than the national election is going to. How do you explain that? That shouldn't be. The left figured out a long time ago that acting locally matters. Remember their line? Think globally, act locally. We're starting to figure that out now. I want to get to subsidiarity in a minute. Let me get to my final sponsor. Because the principle of subsidiarity, typically used in conversations about faith and religion, matters here. I've discussed this principle before. But if you understand subsidiarity, you'll understand why it matters and why we have to operate on parallel tracks nationally and locally. Hey, our final sponsor is a good friend of ours, Patriot Mobile. This time of year, we celebrate our independence and the values that made America great. Now more than ever, it's important to support companies like Patriot Mobile, who not only share our beliefs, but stand behind them with action. Not just talk, action. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They donate a portion of every dollar to organizations that fight for causes both you and I care about. Right now, they have two great offers to choose from. Either get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. Both come with free premier activation. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan for details. Patriot Mobile is the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same towers as the major providers. You get great service for less money. Switching, super easy. Here's how you do it. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their top-rated U.S.-based team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you save even more. We need to stick together and support companies that speak the truth. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT today. So here's how this is going to go down. We are going to have to learn to operate on parallel tracks. Focus on the national elections, House, Senate, presidency, obviously. But let's start prioritizing in our lives as well, local, local elections, because local is where the change is going to impact you directly. Here's from the Webster's Dictionary Online, the definition of subsidiarity. It's an important one. Tattoo it on your skull. It matters. It's a principle in social organization holding that functions which are performed effectively by subordinate or local organizations belong more properly to them than to a dominant central organization. It's used in Catholic doctrine a lot, subsidiarity, but it applies to politics as well. Folks, your vote and your activism matters more locally. It's a matter of simple math. You're one of 100-plus million people who are going to vote in a presidential election, which dilutes your vote. It matters, and you should vote, but your vote doesn't matter as much as an election where maybe six, 7,000 people vote. You matter more locally. Your tax dollars matter more locally. Politicians know your vote matters more locally and are generally more receptive to local audiences. Joe Biden doesn't care what, I mean, really, he doesn't care. You send the White House an email. I got, I'll be straight with you folks, going right into an email garbage file. No one's reading that crap. It's, they're not doing it. They're not. No one in the White House reads it. It's not crap. I shouldn't say that. No one, it's, that I'm, I'm, it's the way they look at it, not the way I look at it. I'm telling you to be active. But that's the attitude in the White House. It just is. 
they're like, just throw it out. They do this like this thing once in a while, like, yeah, they, you know, email the White House or call the way taking like email solicitations. It's all BS. It's all they they look at it like it's total junk. I mean it. They do. Locally, it's different. They better darn well be responsive because your vote and a couple of your neighbors could flip an election. I want to include this as well. Not that it's like dictionary day on the Dan Bongino show. But uh, there's an excellent piece I have in my show notes today in the Washington Examiner by William Jacobson talking about this fight against critical race theory. And he suggests uh, do not fall into the Kafka trap here. The Kafka trap is it's interesting. It's how the left is now. It's not good enough for you. Let me phrase that differently. The Kafka trap, let me explain it first. It's one of those situations where when you deny being involved in something, the denial is used as evidence that you're part of it. In other words, what the left is doing now with critical race theory is when parents show up and say, listen, we're not racist. I don't want you teaching my kid to be racist either. The left is turning around saying, hey, that's white fragility. And you denying being a racist is evidence of the fact that you're part of the racist conspiracy. And you're like, wait, what? It's called the Kafka trap. Check this out. A Kafka trap's a fallacy where if someone denies being X, it is taken as evidence that the person is X since someone who is X would deny being X. So fill that in with racist, right? If someone denies being a racist, it's taken as evidence that the person is a racist since someone who's a racist would deny being a racist. The name's derived from the novel, The Trial by the Czech writer Franz Kafka. The reason it's fallacious is that it lumps together people who genuinely are not guilty of a perceived offense like racism, lumps them in with people who've committed the perceived offense, racist, and are trying to escape punishment. I know these fancy terms and stuff. Andy Kessler had a funny piece kind of pillorying fancy terms like this, but it's a way to shut down leftists when they say you're denying you're denying your white privilege is an example of the fact that you're raped. Actually, sir, that's a Kafka trap. Uh, people have tried that before in the past, typically imbeciles. So that's why you would do it because you're a leftist. That is a logically fallacious argument. My denials are my denials. My denials don't mean I'm part of a conspiracy to be a racist that I'm in fact denying right here. Kafka trap. Thank you very much. Since leftists are dumb, they don't even know how to look that up. So they'll be like, oh my gosh, he said it was a Kafka. Is that like a mouse trap? They don't even know. So you know, it is, it's kind of dumb, all these terms, but still it'll confuse them because they don't even know how to use the internet in many cases. One more point on this that's important before I move on with regards to critical race theory, because it involves school boards as well. Some of this school board rebellion where local parents are figuring out subsidiarity and how to get involved locally. One of the things that initiated it was the fight against mandatory mask wearing in school, which we're figuring out now may not be associated with a decrease in coronavirus cases because the evidence is weak at best. This is one of the grossest stories you're going to read in a long time, but you should read it. It's in my newsletter. So much so that typically before the show, I send to my show prep team, I send them headlines and sometimes I don't put a screenshot in. And Guy was like, no, no, you need to put the screenshot in because this is really gross. Here's the headline. Scott Moorfield, Town Hall. Scott Moorfield's been getting a lot of play on the show lately. You guys notice that? A group of parents sent their kids' face masks to a lab for analysis. Here's what they found. I was just going to leave it at that and say, yeah, it's really gross stuff on masks. You want to see what they've... Let's go through the list. Here's what they found on the mask. Streptococcus pneumonia. Mycobacterium tuberculosis. Once you can't say them, you know they're bad. Necessaria 
meningitis, Ankythamoeba polyphaga, and Syndibacter baumani, causes pneumonia, bloodstream infections, meningitis, uh, urinary tract infections. Oh, oh, we're not done. Escherichia coli, you know E. coli. Borrelia burgdeferi, that sounds nasty, causes Lyme disease. Cornobacterium diphtheriae, you know, diphtheria. Legionella, oh, this is just delicious. Uh, staph- Staphylococcus pyogenes, serotype M3. M3, is there an M2 and M1? This sounds really gross. Staphylococcus aurea, you know, causes meningitis, sepsis, and all that stuff. That's, that was on their, their kids' masks. That was, it was on their masks. Yeah, he said, yikes. He said, you got to put that in there. I wasn't going to. That's on your kid's mask. What's that? Oh, Justin. Yeah, that's Justin. Intern Justin here said that too. He's like, this is kind of disgusting. I said, yeah, you think? That's why I don't wear them. I'll take my chances with oxygen and CO2. It's worked forever. Respiration. Oxygen in. CO2 out. It's worked great. It's worked great since the inception of the human organism. Worked really great. Plants do the opposite, you know. CO2 in, oxygen out. Liberals are just figuring this out. How are we looking on time? Okay, we're doing good. We may get through this. All right, just quick. I'll put this in the newsletter. I know there's a ton of controversy over this on my show. We read your emails. We get an enormous amount of feedback. Sorry if we've been a little slow on the email feedback. We, we have people who help us out and read through them, but... It's been a busy summer and people take vacation. We we're getting to them now. But the feedback on these stories is always almost exactly 50-50. 50% of my audience says, stop covering it. It's a distraction. The other 50% are like, hell no, this could be the biggest story of our time. My opinion, my show, I'm just giving you my opinion. I don't think it's a distraction. I think it's very real because people I trust are telling me it's very real. What's the story? New York Post, be in my newsletter. UFOs could threaten U.S. security, politicians say, after receiving a Capitol Hill briefing. You know what's mentioned in that? Occam's razor. Again, up there with uh, the Kafka trap, you could sound really smart at cocktail parties, like Andy Kessler says. Mention the Kafka trap next time you're liberal, say, you're white fragile. <laughs> you must be a razor. What are you, an idiot? Well, Occam's razor applies here. One of the uh, politicians who got the briefings, like, hey, this is serious. Folks, I'm telling you, I don't believe it's a distraction at all because serious people I trust have told me this is not a distraction. We don't know they're little green men or anything like that. However, these are unidentified objects that have technology we don't understand. It's a very serious security threat. And they mention Occam's razor in there. Occam's razor, otherwise known as, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Given a thousand different explanations, the simplest one is usually the accurate one. Well, what's the simplest one? That it's probably a domestic technology we just don't understand. Whether that domestic technology is the actual flight object or some kind of spoofing technology, we don't know. A listener sent that in. It could be spoofing our, our, uh, you know, our sensors. Could be. I don't know. Is that the simplest explanation? Maybe. All right, I do want to get to my hero of the day. We haven't done that in a while. You know what? Maybe I'll do this on the, I'm trying to put together a hero of the day for the Fox show. Please tune in Saturday night. Got Rand Paul on the show. I'm really excited. I'm going to lay out in the beginning how justice has completely collapsed in the country. It's going to be a nail them shut argument, and it's going to be very passionate. 
Unfiltered with me, Dan Bongino, this Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Set your DVRs. Watch it live if you can. We appreciate it. We were number one in the demo. We were, uh, we were behind the judge, though, which is okay. We love Judge Janine. But we were number one week one. We'd love to get back to number one. I really appreciate your support. But we're going to be covering that this weekend. And we're putting together a hero of the day for that, too. Maybe it'll be the same person. I'm not sure. Here is a congressman I really like, a principal guy, Tom Massey. Very smart scientist himself. I believe he has a degree from MIT. I think he says it in this, cl- uh, this clip. But Tom Massey has asked an unscientific question by a reporter who, um, you know, thinks they're smart. Occam's razor about reporters is keep it simple, right? Given all possible explanations, like are reporters liars? Are they just stupid? I think most of the times Occam's razor says, yeah, they're just stupid. Here's a reporter asking Massey a question. Hey, have you been vaccinated? Even though he's already had the coronavirus and Massey's our hero of the day. He just loses it on this buffoon. Check this out. Number one, you didn't answer whether or not you've been vaccinated. Well, first of all, it's none of your business, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not vaccinated. And until there's some science, by the way, I have a master's of science degree from MIT. I'm not a virologist, but I can read data. Everybody just needs to read and don't put your head in the sand. Look at the data. I'm not going to get the vaccine until there's data that shows that it will improve upon the immunity that's been conferred to me as a result of a natural infection that I had. Yes. Yes. How do we get some more of this? I love Tom Massey. These dopey reporters don't know anything. They don't even know journalism. Forget about science. Have you been vaccinated? It's none of your business, number one. Secondly, guys already had coronavirus. No one's produced any evidence that there isn't some relatively long-lasting immunity from a natural infection from coronavirus. Why would he get the vaccine? It's his business, not your business. Are we, gonna, are we doing science? Or are we doing like, uh, you know, witch doctor stuff right now? These media people are such buffoons. It's almost clownish. Hey, a couple of quick stories. Uh, we'll wrap up with an economic perfect storm is coming our way if we don't switch, uh, if we don't switch tracks soon. Headline broke right before we came on the air today. New jobless claims are up, folks. 412,000. Not good. Not good. We should be booming right now coming out of that big valley from the coronavirus pandemic and the ridiculous lockdowns. We're not. We're doing okay. We are certainly not booming. And secondly, I warned you about inflation. Even our dovish Fed is now starting to say, uh uh-oh. Fed moves up its timeline for rate hikes as inflation rises. Keep in mind, their timeline's still like two years down the road. By that time, inflation could be absolutely through the roof crushing the value of your money and things you need to buy to survive, which you won't be able to afford anymore. But we're in real trouble. We don't fix this soon. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Check out my radio show today. And please subscribe to my Rumble account. Got some great announcements coming up on Rumble. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Don't miss it. How many subscribers do we have? Let me check this out. Really? Really? 1.6, he's right, 1.6 million. Please subscribe, help us out. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Let's get to 2 million. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.